Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Acting the same when you are winning versus when you are losing. That is the topic of today's Everyday Saturday podcast. want to dive right into it. I had a not-so-pleasant experience at a local car dealership. want to share with you only because of the lesson. Look, complaining and putting people in blast mode. Not really a fan of that, you know. But I will share with you the experience only because uh, it has to do with you. When you're winning, you got to act a certain way. When times are tough, you got to act a certain way. And when you are really reaping the harvest, you can't get arrogant. You can't get complacent, which is what's happening in the car dealership world. Not all. I have a lot of buddies, actually, in the car dealership business. And a lot of great guys, a lot of great men and women. So this is not everybody. But there is uh, a chip shortage here and in the United States where we have, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Kentucky Speedway. It's about... I don't know. It's about an hour south of Cincinnati. Huge speedway. All right. NASCAR races happen there. That is completely full of cars and trucks that are waiting a chip from China in order to be sold here at all these local Cincinnati dealerships. How do I know? Well, I went to the Ford dealership last summer. I was just kind of kicking some tires, literally, and looking for a new car because I knew uh, our leases were coming up on a couple of our cars. One would be the Kia Forte for my kids. And the other one was the old Honda Odyssey. Finally got retired. We got out of the minivan. Uh, I thought we were out of the minivan for a while, but lo and behold, we were in it. But anyway, uh, that lease came up. So long story short, uh, the Ford guy says, yep, we've got all the cars on the lot of what you see. I'm like, yeah, be kidding me. There's there's like 12 cars on the lot. There's like a thousand cars, you know, overflow trucks. I mean, F-150s for as far as the eye can see. He's like, yep, no, they're all down to Kentucky Speedway waiting for that chip from China. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So what do you do? He goes, well, you either pay over MSRP. I go, that's ne- I've been buying cars 35 years. I've never paid over them. Well, you are now. I go, what's a new car loan rate? He goes, I don't know, mate. I go, you got to, you know, so if I'm paying over MSRP, then it's got to be 0% APR for 72 months as long as you, no, no, it's actually, I think the best we can do is 3 or 4% with great credit. I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. He goes, yeah, our used cars are the same way. We can't even keep them. He goes, I had a guy, no kidding, I had a guy email me because we got a Denali, Yukon Denali, just came in, just listed it on our website, and as soon as it went live, like an hour later, I had a guy give me a credit card for 50 grand. My God, 50, uh, he put a down payment of five grand down on the $50,000 car. Sight unseen, he saw it pop up, he bought it. Imagine being in the car business right now. Now, I don't know if every dealership's like that, but all the ones in Cincinnati, I mean, literally sales reps can just put their feet up and have traffic come in. And if they got a car, you can have it. And if they don't, well, you know, let us know. Keep trying. That's about it. 
So I went into the Kia dealership recently, a couple months ago, and our Forte, if you listen to the podcast a few years ago, I Googled what's the cheapest car you can buy, and a Kia Forte came up. I'm not talking about one of these little, you know, things that look like go-karts. I want something a little bit safe, you know. Anyway, long story short, Kia Forte comes up. Walked over to the dealership, got it, drove it home. Well, the lease is up on that. And so I went right, right back to the Kia dealership, thinking I had a pretty good experience. Don't really remember. I'm the lay I'm the lay down close, though. I am the guy that walks in and said, give me that. I don't want to test drive it. I don't want, after I buy it, you sitting in the passenger seat, pushing all the buttons, showing me around. I just want to buy the car and drive it out. So I'll give you all 10s on the survey. Just let me go. You're like, oh, great. They go, hey, can I just show you how to turn it on? I'm like, okay, you can show me how to turn the car on. That's it. All right. And they laugh and we laugh. Great guy. I love car salesmen because I think it's, it's to me, I could never do that job. I could never sit still waiting for something to come to me. You know what I mean? So God bless them. There's some really good ones out there. By the way, I bought from the same guy for a number of times, number of years till he moved out of the area, which goes to show you buy the person. You don't buy the car. I bought the person. I never drove a Buick in my life. I bought a Regal and I bought an Enclave. Same day. Same day. Needed a sedan, needed a family vehicle, so I bought the Enclave. Was really amazed with how much room was inside the Enclave. And then I bought another Enclave three years later when the lease was up, and uh, I bought it all. because I never even thought of owning a Buick in my life, but I bought the salesman. He was a great guy, just a really good dude. Anyway, where am I going with this? Well, uh, I closed on the the new Kia Forte. I figured, well, here, here's how great the car business is right now. Used car values are up about 40%, okay? So my Kia actually had about six grand of equity in it. I know, right? I know. After my lease was up, I owed like nine grand. I could have put it on Facebook Marketplace if I wanted to. It was in good shape and got about 15 to 16 grand, somewhere in there. So six or seven grand. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to do that. I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to deal with I don't want to be meeting people in a Target parking lot at eight o'clock at night while they test drive it. So I just said to the dealer, hey, you take it off my hands. What do you give me? So I'll give you four grand. Like, yeah, fair enough. I know you're going to flip it and make money. I want you to make money. Like I want, I love capitalism. I think everybody should be able to make money. You got to put your, you know, you got to repair this and get it back into showroom condition. Have a ball. So they're probably going to put 1500 into it, which is fine. Love it. Make money. Everybody make money. Uh, never got my four grand, though. That was almost two months ago, uh, which is really weird, you know, because when I started calling, like the salesman with Johnny on the spot texting me, blowing up my phone when trying to get me in the dealership. Then when I got the car and you know what hit the fan a couple weeks later, I'm asking, hey, so I thought I, my sales rep told me I was getting the four grand check when we closed the end of January. And I didn't get it then. And I was with the finance lady. And she's like, yeah, we mailed that to you with your settlement paperwork. I'm like, wow, I usually get all my settlement paperwork when I close. Anyway, okay, huh. And nobody seemed to really care. You know? And here's the kicker. I'm getting collection calls from Kia Finance asking me about the 2018 vehicle, the one that I don't even own anymore. Hey, sir, you're 31 days not late on your payment. I go, I don't even own that car. Are you aware you're calling me on a collection call for a car I don't even own? You know, well, and, and, and they're like robots, so I can't have a conversation. Well, we, I mean, would you like to make that be a bank draft or, or a credit card? We're ready for both. I go, I ain't ready for any of like, What are you talking about? You're going to put a 30-day late on my credit report for a car I don't even own? I'm driving a new Kia. Did anybody get, hello? Is it, no, no, uh, we can take a bank draft or we can take a credit card when you're ready. I'm like, okay. I'm not ready now, and I'll never be ready for this conversation. Thank you. And have a good day. Click. So anyway, I'm going back and forth with the local Kia dealership. What's this have to do with you? You know, seven minutes into the podcast, what could this possibly have to do with you? Well, the car business is so good where I'm at that salesmen don't have to work. 
they could literally, and they do, put their feet up, wait for traffic to come in. Hey, you want a car? Great. You're going to pay full price. Here you go. I actually came, I went in on January 8th, and my Kia didn't arrive because it had to come off, you know, I had to order it because there wasn't any, any on the lot. Okay? That's like going to Dunkin' Donuts and they don't have any donuts for you. Okay? Craziest time ever. I'm like, okay, well. So you may be asking why I lease a car. Well, a lot of, I think everybody's got their opinion about leasing and buying all that. I love the bumper-to-bumper coverage. Everything's covered. All the oil changes, tire rotations are free for three years. And if the trans, if the transmission blows out, it's all covered, man. You never know. I mean, I've owned cars that I've spent five grand on a transmission, uh, $1,000 on brake pads and drums and stuff like that. Don't want anything. I don't even want to even think about that headache. And for less than $300 a month to lease a car, brand new, give it to me all day. But you know what? Other people feel different. I'm totally cool with that. My point is when business is going good, you got to work harder. All right, these sales reps are not working hard at all. Matter of fact, they still owe me four grand. I don't have it. I don't even know when I'm getting. I don't know if I'm ever going to get it. I wouldn't even know how to get it because I don't even have the paperwork from the transaction. Remember, they said they were going to send that to me after. Hey, I don't have nothing. You may be thinking, Sam, that was stupid. I agree. I wish I would have something now. <laughs> I got nothing, and they owe me four grand, and nobody cares. I'm texting the sales rep. I'm texting the GM. I'm texting the F and I lady. You know, nobody cares. This is like, hey, checks it. Literally, this was uh, today's March. What is the date today? Today is March 15th. Is it the 15th? Yeah, it's March 15th. And on March 4th, my sales rep literally texted me and said, oh, the check's in the mail. Oh, righty. That was 11 days ago. It doesn't take 11 days to get a check to Cincinnati, Ohio. I don't even care if you're sending it from Egypt. Okay. So the point being, when you're in business, and you think business is good. Look, I've had some really, really good months, and I put my head down and work because I never want to take it for granted. Maybe it's the poverty mindset in me. Maybe it's growing up with absolutely, you know, not having two nickels to rub together, you know, getting the free cheese and all that good stuff and going to the Goodwill for my clothes and things like that every now and again. Maybe that was part of it, that always in my mind I'm thinking this money could get taken from me at any point in time. But when I'm in business, I am working twice as hard when things are going well than when they aren't going well. And in this car business, especially with this Kia dealership, man, they are in for a rude awakening if this is how they treat a customer because it's so hard to get repeat business, guys. When you get a client, you have got to work with that client. I'm not saying I haven't flubbed the dub in my business. I mean, I'm, I'm human. I know I've pissed people off, and I know that I've ruined a relationship here or there with a client. I just know I have. I'm a human being. I probably said the wrong thing, did the wrong thing at some point in time. But here's the deal. I try, and I try hard to make sure that when I work with somebody, they absolutely love the experience because we both show up and play full out. That's why you got to vet people on the front end, especially if you're in a coaching business, because if they're not committed to playing full out, if, you get in, if you're having trouble having them return an email or a voicemail to you before they end up working with you, don't even bring them on as a client. Don't do it. Don't do it. You are on a, you're going to end up running an adult daycare, Okay. So make sure, though, when you bring on that client, you treat them like gold and you do what you say you're going to do and you work harder and harder and harder because when they come on board again as a client and they pay you, they'll end up paying you more money and it's so much easier to keep a good client than it is to go find one. I mean, it takes years to find a great customer and it takes seconds to lose one. And this Kia dealership, I absolutely lost me as a customer. I will never go in there again. I regret going there. And I'm an easy guy. Like like I said, I am a lay down close. I'm the guy 
When I walk into a car dealership, you see me come and you're like, oh, my God, lay down. Crowley's here. Cha-ching. Commission time. And I love it. I love I love blessing people with my business because I'm a customer. I know how hard it is to find a customer. I know how much thousands and thousands of dollars go into advertising. I love being a laydown. I'll never go there again. I'll never go there again. And somebody needs to go into that Kia dealership and train them on how to treat people when you're winning. Because if this is how you treat them when you're winning, man, when things, like I said, my sales rep, Johnny on the spot, trying to get me in a dealership, texting, texting, texting. Ever since last summer, I peeked my head in there all the way up till January when I finally showed up. Now that I need four grand, they owe me <sighs> crickets. Yeah, let us know. Checks in the mail if you don't get it. I'm like, I'm going to let you know. I'm, I'm, I got a, a family of six. I'm running a business. Yeah, I got time to, you know, get Kia Finance married over to Kia Consumer and have those people talk to you. You figure it out. So make sure you act the same when you're 20 points up, when you're 20 points down, because the customer is going to notice. And when they notice you're acting the same, even though you don't have to, you go above and beyond, then you're going to bring them back as a repeat customer and they're going to refer people to you. Okay. This dealership here in Cincinnati needs some training. So they absolutely, and oh, that's a, that's a great market to get into. If you train people in customer retention, there is a need for that in the car business. All right. I'm just saying there is an absolute need for that because it's going so well right now when you know what hits the fan and these chips get back into the cars and we got a surplus, we're all going to remember how much we paid. And we're especially going to, I don't have a problem paying because I know how capitalism works. I know the whole supply and demand thing. But I am going to have an issue with how I was treated when I had to pay more. All right. So let that be a lesson to you out there when you're running a service business, coaching business, consulting business, any kind of product you're selling. Act the same when you're 20 points up as when you're 20 points down. All right. Let's go. Have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.